civil disobedience is required in future public health emergencies. By Pam Long. To sin by silence, when we should protest, makes cowards out of men. Ella Wheeler Wilcox. Emergencies will be the catalyst for all future suspensions and losses of constitutional rights if most people obediently comply with rule by executive orders under the advisement of unelected scientists. Public health emergency or public safety emergency orders will attempt to justify climate lockdowns, livestock culling, gun control, election interference, and vaccine mandates. This is a time where people must discern to either obey authority figures or to assert that we the people are the governing authority in a constitutional republic. For anyone who seeks to strengthen the muscle of civil disobedience, this article outlines seven strategic health areas. 1. Live without fear of severe illness in the winter, like most of us have our entire lives. There is a lack of public awareness on the role of vitamin D in mitigating severe respiratory illness in cold and influenza season each winter. This lack of awareness is an intentional oversight as you have likely never seen a public health campaign discussing vitamin D. Every year between October and March, the sunlight intensity and daily exposure decreases and people subsequently have significant decreases in natural vitamin D. The immune system requires vitamin D, and low vitamin D makes people susceptible to severe respiratory disease. People who are at most at risk for low vitamin D are the elderly or shut-ins, people with obesity and diabetes, and people with high melanin, people with dark skin. Anyone can test their vitamin D and supplement as needed. This is a proactive step away from living in fear and believing that all people have an equal severe disease risk. Fear itself undermines the immune system. 2. Stop entering hospitals with the mindset that they are benevolent charities. You are their customer, making decisions under duress, without upfront costs. Hospitals are for-profit predatory environments. Hospitals are million-dollar businesses which are profitable by using the most expensive drugs, expensive imaging before simple blood laboratory testing, and prolonged stays. Hospitals are not incented to provide the least expensive, most effective, quick results treatment plan. During the pandemic, COVID was reimbursed three times more by insurance than influenza, so people were more likely to get diagnosed with COVID even if the symptoms were the same and testing was inconclusive. While healthcare workers are generally good people, they are constrained by the profit priorities of the hospital administrators. Any hospital that declares that you cannot have a patient advocate with you, at any age, has no intention of honoring your treatment preferences, but rather an agenda for billing for the most profitable treatment options. Many hospitals have partnered with Child Protective Services, which in Colorado has a rate of 76% unsubstantiated claims or false claims, under the position of social workers to coerce medical decisions if a parent opts out of the hospital's preferred treatment plan for a minor. If you have objections to a drug such as the controversial remdesivir or the overprescribed sedative midazolam, then you should put those objections in writing in a medical directive. 3. Understand that the Colorado Department of Health and Environment CDPHE, will follow the CDC off a cliff, but you do not have to follow them. In the spring of 2023, newcomer Stan Vanderwerf on the Colorado Board of Health asked his fellow board members if they could provide another source other than the CDC in decision-making. 
There was a long, awkward silence. So Vanderwerf, as the only conservative board member, explained that people in his county do not trust the CDC, mostly due to systematic incompetence. More long, awkward silence. Ultimately, the Democrat-heavy board offered no other sources than the CDC and routinely ignores any evidence provided by public stakeholders which refutes the CDC's recommendations. The Colorado Board of Health is captured by CDC Groupthink, as if their search engines only display CDC sources at CDPHE. The CDC repeatedly recommended pseudoscience during the pandemic, masks, social distancing, public temperature checks, using one-way doors, curfews, threat color wheels, and general hysteria. These are not evidence-based practices during an outbreak. Whether in silence or vocally, you can opt out of pseudoscience. You really must build this muscle now because the surveillance state has a foot in the door and you will be faced with situations where you will need to opt out of body scanners, facial recognition devices, palm reading payment systems, and more. These pseudoscience measures are only in place until compliance exhaustion or enforcement exhaustion. 4. We must keep businesses and schools open, which means keep showing up even when the doors are closed. A corrupt government is willing to destroy society to gain compliance. With SARS-CoV-2, public health experts made no attempt at a targeted approach at susceptible groups to illness to avoid the collateral damage of economic destruction and a suicide epidemic. The lockdowns and breakdown in the supply chain resulted in food shortages for millions of people. While Governor Polis awarded CDPHE Director Ryan the COVID-19 Hero Citizenship Medal, consider that her virus myopic policies resulted in healthy people losing their jobs and ability to buy food and pay rent, and teenagers taking their lives in record numbers. Isolation of the healthy instead of quarantining the sick has never been an ethical application, and it is so harmful that isolation and restraint is only reserved for short amounts of time for the most violent criminal offenders. Everyone in your community is essential. If your local government and schools close their doors, then get a crowd together in person at the doors and demand that those leaders resign for people who are willing to come to work and prevent an economic collapse and mental health crisis. Record these leaders in their hypocrisy, how they are unable to come to a public work building, but they are safe in restaurants, or safe having closed-door meetings with the public shut out. 5. Do not trust the government to offer an effective treatment protocol after it signals that the entire plan depends on you taking a new vaccine, over and over, or you will be fired. Once the government signals that society goes back to normal after everyone has the cure for the problem or the new vaccine, then you cannot wait for that same government to recommend an intervention before a severe situation sets in. With the aforementioned predatory hospital system, the facilities bill for more money from severe patients. Respirators were very profitable, with increased mortality rates. In mainstream medicine, there is no incentive to mitigate disease before it becomes severe and then bill for last resort options. You must connect to health providers who treated hundreds of people at early onset outside the hospital setting with zero fatalities. On a personal note, my elderly mother successfully treated her early respiratory symptoms at home with a $70 nebulizer, breathing in a tiny amount of a diluted ratio of food-grade hydrogen peroxide and saline. The medical-industrial complex profits from your lack of early treatment knowledge, which was once called preventative medicine. 6. 
You must get comfortable being uncomfortable, even in the United States of America. A majority of people, nearly 70%, trusted their government and media during COVID-19 and offered little resistance even with blatant violations of the Constitution. Because compliance reinforces tyranny, you must exercise civil disobedience. It is well established in psychology that punishment is less effective than removal of comforts to manipulate human behavior. With punishment, people hate their captor and resist conformity. For example, U.S. civilians were not punished or forcibly held down, vaccinated, or detained. By the removal of comfort strategy, because people love their lifestyle, they were very motivated to comply and retain those conveniences in society. Many people felt they had to get the vaccine to keep their current job or current travel plans, even though other jobs and travel options were available. This was coercion, or perception of loss in a comfortable lifestyle. The punishment strategy was demonstrated in the U.S. military, with service members being placed in solitary confinement for noncompliance to vaccine mandates. The result was that thousands of service members were separated and discharged, and now historic record levels of recruiting shortages are starting national discussions on reinstituting the draft. 7. You must decide who is in authority over you. Does the Constitution give the FDA or CDC governing authority over we the people? No. The FDA failed to approve a COVID-19 vaccine. Instead, the FDA issued an emergency use authorization, EUA, for an experimental vaccine which cannot be legally mandated, and then continued to promote the EUA-labeled version as approved even though the FDA-approved version was never manufactured. This is likely the greatest fraudulent bait and switch of all time. The CDC failed to order a recall once the EUA vaccine was flagged for allergic reactions, deaths, and myocarditis. Here in Colorado, CDPHE failed to enforce statute with vaccine exemptions, letting universities and employers invent their own mandates and exemption process. For the people who are bent on obeying authority, I challenge you to investigate what authority you are beholden to obey. In my analysis, there is evidence that these regulatory agencies failed to act because Operation Warp Speed and the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine program are under the jurisdiction of the Department of Defense Countermeasures and the PREP Act, which do not require FDA approval, CDC surveillance, or oversight by the states. Ask yourself if you are obligated to participate in a Pentagon program. For the people focused on self-preservation, understand that these countermeasures do not have any liability. If you or a family member are disabled or killed from an experimental drug, then you live out the rest of your life without any compensation. So, we all need to conduct a risk-benefit analysis of a virus, whether from natural origins or from a lab origin, versus a fast-tracked experimental drug. I recommend spending time researching the immune system, which has very good defenses to detoxify inhaled and ingested toxins, but very weak defenses on detoxifying injected toxins.